Hi, everyone. Clyde Bright here. Welcome to episode two of the Uptown Expert podcast. I have my jack of all trades, our mortgage fulfillment specialist, Mr. Marcus Bryant beside me. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, Marcus, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. This one's a little extra special for me. Why special? Well, you know, do we tell the audience? I guess so. If they haven't figured it out. Oh. We kind of share the same last name. Mm, yeah, but it sounds better on me. Ooh, <laughs> who is this guy? This guy, this guy. Okay, all right. This is how you know he's family. Yeah. I'll let that one slide, my young nap. Mm-hmm. Appreciate it. Love having you here. Thank you. And today we're going to be talking about a few things. A couple of things, actually, yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. So you wanted to ask Uncle some questions, eh? Yeah, I figured who better to ask than uh, the master himself. Anyway, <laughs> I heard that one. I'm running with that. We're running with that one. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. What are you going to ask? Me? So today, I guess we're talking about just buying a house, getting yeah. into the market at a younger age. People who are millennials or Gen Zs are at that time where they're ready to buy a house. Mm. So um, let's talk about how we can get started with that. Like, what are the initial stages of buying a house? So when it comes to home buying, what, uh, what I always say is, one, you need to begin with the end in mind. So what is your goal? What are you trying to do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're looking at that, uh, I would say, first, you want to contact a professional, right? You want to contact your, your mortgage brokers, your mortgage agents, in order to uh, get the necessary information that you would need in order to just even begin the home buying process. Um, most people would say, you know, th- I'm thinking about buying a house. I'm going to contact a realtor first. And that, for me, is actually a mistake because the realtor is the person that helps you find the product, find the home, but your mortgage professional is the one that actually gives you the keys. Mm. And so, you know, the mortgage professional is going to tell you that you need to start by, you know, looking at the numbers. How much do you make? You know, when talking about your income, uh, do you have any debt? Um, so we're talking about affordability. And um, over and above that, you know, what's your savings? Do you have a down payment? You know, where's a down payment coming from? Um, and, you know, even talking to you about different types of options for down payment, especially in this day and age where um, affordability is not that affordable. Yeah, <laughs> I think we should touch on down payment a little bit more because a lot of younger people think if I'm a first time home buyer, I need to be saving that 20%. 20%. And you know, I, it's weird. I don't know where this really came from. Okay. And, um, I find a lot of people are, are currently say that, that, you know, okay, I want to buy a home, but I don't have 20%. You don't need 20% to buy a home, especially, you know, if you're thinking of buying your first home, um, or even really any house, I should say, um, so long as that home is a value of $1 million or less. Mm. So I should say $999,999. Then you could technically qualify to buy that home with as little as 5% down or 5% on the first 500 or whatever the CMHC or the the default insurer rules are. Mm. But, you know, let's just say in my old days, we used to say 5% down. So you want to buy, you know, a, a a condo, um, that is a $500,000 condo, you would need, what, $25,000 as yeah. down payment, 5% roughly, um, plus your applicable closing costs. Mm. That's a much different story than saying to someone, well, I need to come up with 
$200,000 or whatever that number might be, Mm $100,000, right? So it's actually one of those things that I really wish I I found out who started that rumor so I can shake them. (laughs) (laughs) Who lied to you? you? (laughs) Exactly, right? Like, so, um, yeah, just so everybody knows, yes, you can buy property with this as little as 5% down. Mm -hmm. And then let's touch a little bit on credit, like Mm -hmm. building credit. A lot of people are afraid to even use credit cards. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So how can we go about changing their mentality a little bit? Well, what's the importance of credit? Yeah, when it comes to credit, um, I look at it and say, uh, credit is good or good credit is good, right? Mm -hmm. So it takes credit to build credit. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I remember myself um, (laughs) coming out of university and, um, you know, I had my first credit card. And I, you know, used it, paid for some school, some books, maybe, you know, bought my girlfriend some stuff, you know, all the things that you really should not be doing, Um, (laughs) right? And, uh, you know, my first experience with credit wasn't a good one. So I understand why why people have this fear of credit, because if you mess it up, chances are it's going to take you a long time to fix it. Mm. But, you know, I, like many people, learned the hard way that, yeah, there's good ways to use credit and bad ways to use credit. But... When you understand the good ways to use credit, you also understand that, like I said, it takes credit to build credit. So even though the credit that I was building or the credit profile I was building wasn't the best, and maybe it had some late payments because, you know, I went to the movies on Friday and I put it on credit because that was a cool thing to do, right? (laughs) Not so smart, right? Um, But um, when I got a little bit wiser and I realized, okay, if I put this on the card, you know, on the first, second, third, whatever the, the day of the month it was, and, you know, my my statement date is the ninth of the month, I wanted to make sure that I actually paid my credit card off mm-hmm. before the day that statement came out, before the day that the interest was going to be captured and charged. Yeah. So now, all of a sudden, I'm util- utilizing it on, you know, day one, and by day, you know, whatever, let's say 20, 25, you know, just choosing a number, mm-hmm. um, I was paying that card off. So now... I had more access to money, mm-hmm. more access to credit in order to do better things. Yeah. And what I started doing, realizing was it was also building my credit profile. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, over time, two years, three years, four years, I actually had a, ended up with a, a really good credit score that opened up many doors for me later in life, like yeah. here today, right? Now I get like emails, you're approved, 50,000. I'm like... <laughs> Dude, like I just got a credit card last week. Will you guys give me another one? Yeah. Like, I, like I could cold like Gucci book of credit mm-hmm. cards at this point. It's just like, what do you do with them? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's really important because a lot of people are intimidating when it comes to any sort of finances in general, like credit or even just like managing money. People are just afraid and just taking a step back and breathing and just uh, taking in that information and understanding how it works and how to utilize it properly. I think that's very... It's, you could, if you take advantage of that properly, that you do wonders. In of life. course, yeah, because you know, <clears throat> when you really start thinking about the next evolution of utilizing credit, and I'm not going to get too deep, but you know, what we teach here at Uptown is leveraging your asset, mm-hmm. right? And your biggest asset is your home. Mm-hmm. And so when you start realizing that later in life, after you've bought the home, and we're going to talk about all these things and how to get you there. But once you've realized, okay, how do we get you into the property? Mm. And long-term, that property builds equity. Now we teach you to leverage that asset, which is, you know, a whole new level. Mm. But the power of leverage. There you go. Mm. See, this guy's listening sometimes. 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 It's very selective. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so let's touch a little bit about brokers versus banks. So, like, 
for me, I don't know. Before I got into this whole jack of all trades situation, <laughs> <laughs> like, of course I have you, but like my mentality would be like, okay, I need to go to the bank and I need to figure out my situation before I can even buy a house. So what would you recommend? Yeah. So, okay. And this is, look, I'm going to put my hands in the air and say, this is not a knock on the banks. Okay. So, you know, the banks are our friends, some of them. Um, <laughs> so, um, here's my question to you. Mm. If you walked into a bank today mm. and you said, I want to buy a house, um, tell me what to do. Mm. Well, what kind of response do you think you would get? Hopefully a good one. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> right? Everybody wants that positive reaction. So. Yeah. So I challenge you to do it one day. Yeah. Because inevitably you're going to be, you know, sat down maybe in front of somebody who's going to ask you some questions. Um, but the likelihood is the person that you're sitting across may or may not be a property owner. Mm. That person may or may not have true mortgage experience, mm. true real estate experience. And I'm not, again, knocking the banking professionals because without them, the banking system wouldn't, wouldn't be what it is today. Yeah. But what I am saying is, if you are going to make one of the biggest decisions of your life, mm. then wouldn't you want that decision to be made with the assistance of a professional? Yeah. So if you understand that there is this network of people that are mortgage brokers, mortgage professionals, mm. then why wouldn't you go speak to someone that does this every day? Yeah. Right. And that's, that's the difference, right? Mm. I'm not going to turn around and say, you know, yes, we came to talk about mortgages, but here's a credit card. I'm not going to yeah. do that. Mm. What I am going to say to you is you came to talk to me about mortgages and here's the various options that we have for you. Mm. Because when you work with a mortgage broker versus and a mortgage agent, you come to us with one call or one text mm. and we have, in our case, I don't know, 50, 60 options to choose from, mm. from A lenders to B lenders to private lenders. Yeah. But if you walk into, I don't know, your local bank and you don't fit in the box, then what do they say to you? No better luck next time. Next. <laughs> so thank you, next. <laughs> <laughs> that's the difference, yeah. right? So that's where we come in. And, uh, you know, we try to give this information. We try to, to educate, you know, and guide the people that, that choose to work with us, you know, the young generation. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, hopefully that, you know, this, this is what we're trying to do today, right? Mm -hmm. Just give that information and spread that love. Yeah, I like that because the mortgage broker or agent is working for you. Whereas the bank is just trying to work for the bank. Exactly. That's kind of our catchphrase, right? <laughs> we kind of say this all the time, right? We yeah. work for you, not the bank. <laughs> and it's true yeah. because like, you know, I had, I had someone walk in here today, funny enough. And he was asking, he's like, yeah, you know, I see you guys do mortgages. I'm like, yeah, well, we do a bunch of things here at Uptown, but yeah, mortgages is like our anchor. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, he asked me the question and, you know, about, you know, how do I get a mortgage? He's a self-employed guy. And, you know, at the end of it, I said to him, the difference between us and the bank is simply, you're going to tell me everything mm. and I'm going to paint that beautiful picture to the bank or to the lender in order to get you approved. Yeah. Because it's my job as the mortgage professional to make sure that I, I educate you, the potential buyer or the mortgage, per, the mortgage person, person looking for a mortgage, um, that I educate you on all the different 
products, services, programs that we might have mm-hmm. in order to get you a mortgage and then present that offer to the bank yeah. um, or whichever lender. And, um, you know, my interest is your interest mm-hmm. because when I get you a successful mortgage approval, all of a sudden now you're happy. Mm. You get your house, you get your, your money, whatever it is you're looking to do, you know, buy that business, buy that, whatever, you know, mm. invest in the house. That nice car. That nice car, <laughs> not a good investment, but I know. Mm, right? Nice house. Put mm. the pool in the house, some home <laughs> renovations, maybe, or whatever it is. inside the house. I mean, no, I haven't done that one. That's like next level. I wasn't talking about you, I was talking about me. Oh, water <laughs> pool inside my house. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what? you need to work your magic. All right. <laughs> I got some work to do there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but that's a difference. So for mm-hmm. us, you know, we get you approved, we get you happy. We make, get you approved, we make you happy, mm-hmm. right? Um, and that's what we do. So my interest is your interest. You know, your success is my success. That's the difference. Love that. I'm, I'd like to be happy, so thank you. <laughs> <laughs> my next question is, um, does it pay to wait? A lot of people see these house prices nowadays and they're like, I don't know, two million, one million. Like <laughs> maybe I should wait till later to enter the market. Like when is a good time to enter? Yeah. So okay. I'm gonna say, in my opinion, it is never a good thing to wait. Mm. Because, you know, right now, look, I'm a numbers guy. So I'm gonna give you the numbers. Mm. Simple, simple, really quick. Um, if interest rates are up, which they are, mm. we know this. I, I mean, right now, I don't even know. If you're, you're qualifying for a five-year fix, I think a five-year fix today I saw was, actually, no, I was looking at a three-year fix today was uh, three, 5.79, mm. right? So you five, 5.79 for a three-year fix, um, and you're looking to buy, you know, I don't know, condo, one, one plus den, mm-hmm. I don't know, Chantrol down the street. Mm-hmm. What's that going for now? We were looking the like other day. 600 like 600 or something like that. Yeah, yeah right? Six, mm-hmm. six and six and change? Six, seven, around there. Some, yeah. yeah. So let's say 600. Mm-hmm. Um, the prices of them are down, right, relatively speaking, because um, rewind 12 months ago, that same condo would probably have cost you seven, seven mm-hmm. and change, 800 maybe. Um, and now let's assume you can get in there at like six. Yeah. Right. So the cost to acquire, the cost to buy is down. Mm. Interest rates are up. But we ran the numbers because we're, we're numbers people. Mm. And when you run the numbers, what it's going to tell you is if you're buying for less, you're going to have a smaller down payment, mm. which means even though you're paying a higher interest rate, your actual dollars that you're mortgaging are going to be less. Mm. You're going to spread that those mortgage dollars over 30 years right, to, or 30 or 25 year amortization, and you're gonna pay that mortgage down over the course of your term. Mm. And what we found was at the end of your mortgage term, you are better off to buy now than you would be to have bought a year ago yeah. because prices were up. Mm. So if you buy now when prices are down, even though interest rates are up, and you're paying down your mortgage, mm. and over time, the value of property traditionally comes back up. Yeah. So you buy low, interest rates are up, mm. but you're paying and you're in. And over time, the value continues to go up and up and up. You're mm. creating equity in that property. Yeah. On top of the fact that you acquired it at a low number. Mm. So what's actually happening is this. You're creating a gap, a yeah. very large gap that you're going to be able to benefit from in the long term. Mm. So yeah, 
I think it's a good time. And that's to buy. where the education <laughs> piece comes in. That's why it's good to have a mortgage agent who understands the numbers because me as a regular person, I see high interest rates. I'm not going to buy. Why would I buy? <laughs> You're like, wait, 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 wait. You know wait. what I mean? But I'm not looking at the, the house price. I'm looking at that interest rate, and that's scary. hundred percent. Listen, so. these rates are no joke, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like these, the rates are, are very similar to when I bought my first home, right? Mm-hmm. Rates are up. But, you know, I like to say this is kind of like the new norm. We got to get used to higher interest rate environments. What we saw over the course of the last few years mm-hmm. was not normal, was not a normal interest rate environment. Yeah. Right. You know, having 1.95% money mm. was fantastic. Let's just be very clear. And I locked that in as quick as I could. <laughs> and anybody that told you take the variable when it was like 1.75. Yeah, yeah, it was great. But I liked my five year. Pardon me. I like my five year <laughs> fix at 1.95. Yeah. Right. Because I have it now mm-hmm. when rates are back up. So, you know, you got to be smart, right? Mm. And that's why, you know, there's a lot of things that we bring to the table as mortgage professionals because it's not just about the uh, interest rate. Mm. It's about cash flow. It's Mm. about what are your long-term plans? What are you doing this for? Is this, you know, something that you're buying for you? Is this something you're buying for rental? You know, Mm. there's so many ways to get into the market, you know? And um, don't be adverse. Don't be shy to, you know, think about buying something with, you know, a, a friend, if that, that, or, you know, family member, if that's another way to, pardon me, which will give you another way to get into the market, mm-hmm. right? There's lots of ways. Just talk to yeah. the right people and protect yourself, mm-hmm. of course. I think that's the problem because we're kind of stuck in thinking of the now rather than thinking two, five years later down the road. You know what I mean? Um, but that gets into my next point, renting versus owning. Huh. Yeah. So a lot of people who are around my age, they're, just very much stuck in that trap where they're just renting mm-hmm. and they're not able to buy because they're paying that high rent over and over again. But after the two years, you got to go either try to renew your lease or you have to go find another place and you're stuck with everything that's within the four walls. Look, it always makes sense to buy versus rent. As long as you can afford to make the payments. Right, as long as you're not overextending yourself, it always makes sense to buy. And so, what I would say is this: the benefit of purchasing a home, um, home condo, whatever it is, is one, you're going to be paying down your mortgage, even a small part. Mm-hmm. So, of course, you have principal and interest payments. So, even if that principal reduction, that principal payment, is a small amount, it's still a small amount towards your end goal, right? Versus if you're renting and you're paying, I don't know, $3,000 a month, that same money that you could be using to pay down your mortgage is going into paying down someone else's mortgage. Yeah. So the benefit is to them, right? Mm. To the actual homeowner. So <clears throat> and on the other side, if you are, are, are buying that property, you're going to benefit from paying down that mortgage, mm. creating equity in the home, um, And then long-term, you're able to, like I said earlier, leverage that equity. So if you look at home ownership as a long-term plan, a long-term strategy, then you'll always win. Mm -hmm. And if you're planning on building up someone else's net worth, (laughs) maybe, is that a fair thing to say? It's fair. Then you should consider renting. Mm -hmm. It's not for everybody, but this is why 
you speak to a mortgage professional, make sure that you're qualified for the right amount, mm-hmm. something that's within your means, and start small. You know, um, I, I was talking to someone the other day and they said to me, you know, I don't want to buy a condo. I want to buy that single detached home. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I looked at them and I said, listen, everybody wants, you know, the fast car, the shiny, you know, shiny watch or whatever mm-hmm. it is. But you don't start there. Right. I look at home ownership as, you know, climbing a ladder and, you know, I don't know when we all kind of missed it and we all thought you just know you start here. Mm-hmm. But I didn't I didn't start here. I started with, you know, like everybody else living in, you know, mom and dad's house and then what do you do, right? But my first home was I don't know, three hundred thousand dollars back in the day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it wasn't a big home, but it was my home. And if your home is that, you know, $300,000 home or $400,000 home, so what? Mm. Because what are we trying to do? We're trying to climb that ladder. We're trying to build equity. We're trying to build a future. We're trying to win. Of course. (laughs) We're always trying to win, right? (laughs) So, you know, if that means you got to buy that condo, buy the condo. Mm -hmm. Buy the condo, start creating equity, start paying down that mortgage, and the other side is... Let me ask you some quick math. You buy a condo at $500,000. Yikes, math. Right? <laughs> All of a sudden, the market comes back. Mm. Let's assume market comes back and you make 10%. Mm. How much money did you just make? A lot. <laughs> he was shy of the math. <laughs> sounds like 50 grand to me. It sounds like a lot of money. Right? But all of a sudden now, mm. you made $50,000 of appreciation. Mm. And from your perspective, you're, you know, paying down that mortgage at the same time. Mm. So all of a sudden now there's a double benefit to you. Mm. And all you did was take a jump, take a leap. Mm-hmm. Right. Doesn't sound so bad to me. No, I think that's the problem. Like we don't want to start small. We always want the shiny big things. Me. I want that big house. Of course. To wait to get there. But you don't need to wait. Yeah. You just need to actually set up a plan to set you down the right path. Mm-hmm. Right. And it always makes sense based on affordability yeah. to buy, buy something small, start benefiting mm-hmm. because if you're not in it, if you don't own a property, then you're not in the market. Yeah. And if you're not in the real estate market, then how can you benefit? Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like, ready? I'm going to throw one at you. Oh God. If oh you're not, God. if you don't invest in the stock market, how can you expect to make money? I don't know. You don't. Sounds about the same for real estate. <laughs> I want the money. I want all the money. <laughs> <laughs> so what else you got for me? I think that was, uh, that was it there, bud. That's it? That's it. Well. That's all I want to ask you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Well, Thank you for taking the time to answer my questions. Looking forward to the next time. If there is one. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess for uh, this episode, Uptown Experts, we're out.